0: Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my UP Podcast. And today I want to talk about Resting in the Everlasting Arms. I was born again at age 17, and truth be told, knew nothing about God. Up until then, I'd refused to go to church with my family since I'd been once or twice before and found it mind-numbingly boring. Looking back now, I think I'd still find that particular church boring today. But as they say, that's a whole other story. It's still kind of amazing to me today that my parents let me stay home when they went to church. Although, weirdly enough, I think now God must have somehow been in it, or at least used it. Since if I'd been forced to go to that church every week, I'd probably have been church poisoned for the rest of my life. But as it is, I totally love church today. In fact, my whole life is wrapped up in the service of God's people. So... In the end, thankfully, everything did work out just fine. Which brings me to a point. Even when I was away from him, it seems God was watching over me. And God's been watching over you too, trying to reach you and help you in any way you'd let him. He was even doing it when you were far away from him. And yet, since he'd given you a free will, he couldn't stop you from making some of those bad decisions. Although he wanted to, and ultimately did find a way to get the gospel to you and get you saved. But now that you're born again and want to do His will, you're experiencing the love and care of your Heavenly Father on a much higher level. Now you're living in covenant with Him, and all the care and provision He offers in His Word belongs to you. In short, God has promised to watch over, protect, and care for you all your days, and you can't earn it because the price for it has already been paid in full. It's a free gift, sealed in covenant, signed and ratified in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, receiving God's love, care, and provision doesn't depend on the perfection of your behavior. As long as we continue to walk in covenant with God, all the benefits of that blood-bought covenant are ours. Abraham, the father of our covenant, is an example. God told Abraham to follow him and promised him that if he did, he'd be blessed in every way, including materially. But Abraham's receiving of this promise didn't depend on the perfection of his behavior or keeping the law or anything like that. It depended solely on God's integrity since God had given it to Abraham by promise. Check Galatians 3.18. In fact, just read all of Galatians 3, which was written to make this exact point. Romans 4, 2 through 5 also backs me up on this when It says, If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. And yeah, Abraham did mess up from time to time. He kind of messed up a lot, in fact, and I'm sure you know the stories. He gave Lot half of the promised land that God had given him. And then there was that handmade thing. Good grief. And a couple of times with both Pharaoh and Abimelech, he disowned his wife because he was afraid those rulers would kill him for her. Not cool. Ask Sarah. Definitely not cool. So how did God respond to this? Did he throw up his hands in the air and say, Sorry, Abe, the deal's off. You're a slime bag. I'm out of here. Nope. He actually rebuked Pharaoh and Abimelech over it instead and moved them to return Abraham's wife and load Abraham and Sarah down with riches. In fact, it was Abraham's failure that God used to provide the riches God had promised him from the beginning. So God can actually make our failures work on our behalf. So am I saying, just do whatever you want and count on God to cover you? No, of course not. The Bible clearly teaches us to walk in holiness, as we should. It's how we serve the Lord. But Abraham, like us, wasn't perfect, and God saw this and cut him a little slack. Thank God for a little slack. It's called grace. I'm pretty sure you've received some of it as well, as have I, since I'm not perfect either. Because God wants our hearts, not our perfection. And as long as we're doing our best, he's going to make up the difference. But the bottom line here is that God blessed Abraham both when he got it right and when he didn't. Because his promise to bless Abraham was not contingent upon his perfection. His promise was based on covenant and received by faith, not by works. Again, there's a lot more about this in Romans 4 and Galatians 3. And thank God Paul put it there, since it seems we still need to be reminded of this today. Thing is, it's so easy to fall into a works mentality. For instance, when you hear people teach about prosperity today, it's always distilled down to sowing and reaping. Nothing about the blessing of Abraham, the covenants of promise. It's always about the sowing, because that's a work. And I guess it's just human nature, but we do love the works. Yes. I do believe in sowing and reaping. Jesus himself said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And that's because God's so generous. And I love the giving. I love to do it. I love to support my church and my pastors. I love to help missionaries. And I trust that God multiplies what we sow. But I don't think the entirety of my financial well-being or even my prosperity, rest solely upon my own giving. Since Jesus also said, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And then a little farther down he says, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Then he goes on to say, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Now think about it. He's talking about some pretty big blessings here. Big prosperity. Solomon's glory, who was the richest of all Israel's kings. And here we have Jesus teaching us that God will take care of and even bless us in these ways, no matter what we do or don't do. And in this, all he asks of us is to seek first God's kingdom, which is the very thing we're all trying to do. So here, beyond our giving or good works, we have a stronger, deeper, and even more foundational promise, and one upon which we can always rest, that God will take care of us, meet our needs, and bless us, no matter what. And why? Because it's based on covenant, because it was purchased for us on the cross. When Jesus lost everything, even His robe, which was His clothing, He did hang naked on that tree, you know. As Paul said in 2 Corinthians 8 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. We can't earn that, folks. That was purchased for us by the blood of God's own Son, and we receive it only by grace through faith. Bottom line, it's time we quit depending on our own works when it comes to receiving God's promises, whether they be for salvation, healing, finances, or whatever. Let's count on the one who gave his life to ensure our well-being and prosperity. Let's trust in him who, as Deuteronomy 33:26 and 27 puts it, rides the heavens to help us, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's quit depending on our works alone, trust in the integrity of God's promise, and rest in the everlasting arms of a faithful father. Hey friends, as you've heard me say many times, our ministry is a missionary ministry. We teach, train, and evangelize in lots of different countries. But the thing about going to these places is that you don't get paid for doing it. That's why we need partners, folks who join hands with us to enable the spread of the gospel. On the donate page of Davidschairman.com, there's a link that says donate here. If you tap on that, you'll have a choice to sell one time or monthly. If you feel led, choose monthly to become part of our regular partner family, helping us take God's word to a needy world. Thanks for listening and God bless you.